generational wealth man it's so important were you guys handed any generational wealth do you know what generational wealth is let me know in the comments and that's the topic of discussion for this video let's get into the podcast What's up guys, it's your boy Ty, and I appreciate you guys coming to check me out on my podcast. Wherever you're catching this at, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, I'm all over the place with this. And make sure you tell people about the podcast, because we're really doing something positive with it. My podcast is all about making sure people are aware of the different avenues to get a piece of the pie. And, you know, I do believe that having these money talks might spark an idea in someone or it might put you on to something new that maybe you need to look into all right and that's what i think we all need to do have a little bit more conversations about money finances not to gloat not to you know say that we are on top of the world or anything but just to make it known to everyone that hey we need to be doing this we need to be on this you know and that's why i have these money talks um today we're gonna be talking about generational wealth and of course we have a guest she's been here before and of course she's back again because she did such an awesome job we're gonna try to get her here as often as possible and it is mom deuce what's up angie what's going on everybody all right and of course we're talking about generational wealth so it's good that i have someone that's part of my my family so we can actually talk about generational wealth too um so first off i like to say um some people don't even know what generational wealth is you know a lot of times people hear generational wealth and they just hear money i mean people got money right but what actually is generational wealth so generational wealth is when someone hands something down to their family most of the time, it's parents handing things down to their children or grandchildren. And that can include or consist of money. It could consist of real estate. It could consist of stocks, bonds, or just a business, a, a company or family business that is handed down through the family. That's generational wealth. That's something that's worth money worth value that the family is getting so i like to make sure that everyone know exactly what generational wealth is and a lot of times i'm seeing that you know we as a culture we don't get that generational wealth you know uh, of course i'm talking about the black culture we don't get that generational wealth um angie yes were you handed any generational wealth? No, I wasn't, Ty. I wasn't at all. Okay. And, of course, me, I'm still young, but now I wasn't handed any generational wealth either. And it's all good, right? It's not necessary, but I'm going to tell you guys the difference in receiving generational wealth. So it's story time. 
All right, so I'm gonna tell you guys a story that um, I had. All right, so I was going up for a promotion at my job, right? And I was up against someone that I worked side by side with. And to me, this person was a little lazy. I mean, the type of person that, you know, on the job, he was like, oh, no, nah, you're doing too much. I'm not going to let this place kill me. We ain't doing all that today. I'm like, okay, all right. Or, oh, no, nah, I ain't working overtime. They can't get the money out of me. I mean, get that many hours out of me. I ain't working no overtime. I'm not doing anything. He wasn't. He was the type of person that wasn't going to do anything other than um, the job required, wasn't going to go above and beyond, was going to make sure that he did his 40 hours and got out. And during his 40 hours, he going to make sure he worked as less as possible. And to me, at first, I was like, this guy lazy. How in the world he up against me? I was, you know, and he had the name of being lazy. But when I sat and talked to him, you know, on the job, talked to him, I realized that we were different and different because he had something that I didn't, which was generational wealth. So having the conversation with him, I realized that he, you know, didn't have a mortgage. Me, I had a mortgage and I got to pay, you know, every month. And that right there is a big difference in how you what type of attitude you have on the job. Um, this guy, again, I thought he was lazy at first, but this guy was going to make sure he wasn't going to spend all his time and effort working for someone else. That's why he was only going to do what was asked of him and wasn't going to go above and beyond because he understood that he was working for someone else. And of course, because he had that generational wealth, he lived, we're going to call this guy Mr. Smith, right? I'm not going to put him out. Hey, if he listening, what's up, man? Because me and this guy became good friends. So let's say Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith lived on Smith Lane. All right. And Mr. Smith lived off of Smith Drive. See what I'm saying? So Mr. Smith, his grandparents and probably the parents, their parents left his family land and with this land they made sure that the family stayed within this land you know and they built upon the land plenty of land you know just go over there and build yourself a house i got three acres four acres go ahead over there build yourself a house at the end of the day you ain't got to pay for no plot of land and after that was done you know they kept it in the family so mr smith was living in his grandparents house which was paid for and if he wanted to do any renovations or anything like that, he can come out of pocket with, for that. But he didn't have, he didn't need what I needed, which was I needed that money. I needed that overtime money. So I had to work hard and, you know, drive, have that drive for that. So, like I said, that's the difference in setting your, your, um, uh, family up for generate with generational wealth what you do now can be not might not benefit your direct kids right away but it could benefit your grandkids and maybe their grandkids and their kids if you build generational wealth so i just realized at that point that i need to build generational wealth because god 
at the whole time I'm thinking this guy lazy. I'm thinking this guy how he got this over over me, and I'm like, oh, it ain't. It, he just got wealth. He got something that was handed down. So I'm like, dang, I gotta make sure I build this for my family and not because you know I want to be lazy or anything or I want my family to be lazy but we had a conversation in the last video Angie and we mm -hmm. were talking about how if you give someone else all your hours you're not going to have time for yourself you're not going to have time to maybe branch out and start your own business like Angie has you know she's done several times right you're not gonna have that time if you constantly clocking in somewhere, if you and giving them all your time, and you're you working Saturday, Sunday, you working ten hours a day, twelve hours a day. You're not gonna have time to do anything else but that job for those people, you know. So this guy understood that, and I was like, "Dang, I got to make sure we build it." Um, I don't want to just take the whole show, but that's a that's You're making a, good points though. That it that mm -hmm. was something that I seen firsthand. I was like, okay, okay, I can't even be mad at that guy. And he did get promoted. We both got promoted at the same time. I know I started with that, and like I said, we good friends. But and another thing he did that I was like, oh man, this I, this is kind of don't got to deal with generational wealth, but because he. He wanted the position, but he didn't need the position when he got promoted, right? When I got promoted, they said, all right, here's the job. This is what we're going to offer you. Oh, yes, I accept. Thank you. I finally I got the job. You know what he did? He said, oh, no, that ain't enough for me. And this guy works. <laughs> he doesn't work harder than he was like <laughs> not even close to working as hard as I work. <laughs> not even close to putting in the hours and time that I did but because he already was comfortable and he didn't necessarily need the position like someone that works hard every day that need to pay that mortgage that need to make sure they uh build that house or you know got payments and things like that because he had the generational wealth already he was able to make a better business decision because he wasn't in need of the money we as people a lot of times we go to work or we put them hours in we at the end of the day we need the money we can't just stop working because right. we're gonna lose our house we can't stop working because we ain't gonna be able to take care of our family but this person i mean he ain't had no mortgage that's a big chunk imagine if you didn't have a mortgage but anyway he didn't need it so he was like oh no nah, that ain't enough money and he because he told me after the fact he was like oh yeah i got about two two percent higher than you because i i ain't accept that first offer he negotiated the deal so that's what i'm saying having wealth doesn't mean or generational wealth a lot of times i know back in the day we said people got silver spoons and they don't know but if you ha have that money or you have that wealth behind you you can make better business decisions and that's true way better business decisions all right so yeah that was my little rant but that's when i honestly saw generational wealth and i was like i need to build that i might not it might be i might have missed it you know and maybe my kids coming up right now they might miss it but my grandkids after them and maybe my kids now because i got certain stuff in place for them if you know things go good with my investments and things like that 
that will benefit them too. But I was like, man, we got to get on the ball. Yes, we got to get do. on the ball. As and, a people, as a whole, we do. And it's just All like you said, Angie, as a people. Mm-hmm. How many times that you do you see that our culture is the they, we the ones that don't have that generational mm-hmm. wealth. We slack in that area. So slack. Yep. So slack. All right. So now that we're talking about generational wealth and, you know, a, a few benefits of having that generational wealth, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about some small things we can do to build generational wealth. It sounds hard, right? Building generational wealth. You know, it might sometimes seem intimidating, but in my experience, doing some small things now will add up. That's key. Will add up. Mm -hmm. All right. So at this moment, we're going to pause. And if you want to hear the rest of this video, yes, it's early, right? But if you want to hear the rest of this video, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast because we have plenty to talk about. And of course, we too are trying to build some generational wealth. It's just 99 cents. You sign up for the podcast and you get access to all the exclusive content that we're going to have. And it's hot too, y'all. It's hot. So I hope we see you in the next half. But go ahead and subscribe and you can check us out. All right. All right, we're back. Continuing on with the topic of generational wealth, and we can talk generational wealth for days, um, for days. So this is going to be the first one we're going to do because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep coming back because I again I feel like we need to talk about generational wealth. It's often, often, and it's not hard at all, not hard at all to start. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a couple things to start it off. All right, so. We're going to go to Angie. Angie, what's one way that they can, you know, build that generational wealth or, you know, something that's so small that they can do that can help, you know, that next generation? Well, first of all, um, insurance policies, life insurance. Um, I, I, I was always told never leave your family in debt if anything happens to you or to your to your children. A lot of parents have life insurance policy policies on their children, the children who can't afford their own policies. Mm. Parents still have policies on them. But as a mother or a father, we are much older than our children. Um, We don't know who would go first, but at the end of the day, we all need those policies. Uh, Sometimes some people have a $5,000 policy, just enough to bury them. Uh, You take me. I want a $250,000 policy, $300,000 policy. Why? I have four children. I have grandchildren. But at the end of the day, I still want to be able to leave my children something that they, if if they haven't started, that'll help them to get started. Mm. So they can have a little bit of wealth or set a little bit aside for their children. You know, uh, like I tell people, life insurance policies are very important. My grandmother has always taught us that. I used to see the insurance man coming to our house, you know, ringing the bell. Miss Gladys here, you know. Uh, they said we already knew who the insurance man was. We already knew why he was coming. That that part alone allowed us as her grandchildren, especially me and some of 
some of my other other um, 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 siblings to recognize that, hey, maybe, hey, what she's doing, we need to do. So mm-hmm. we watch, we learn. Uh, a life insurance policy is very important when it comes to um, your family members, your mother, your father, your children. If you are on a job and they have benefits, grab them. Grab them. I don't care how much money that you you saying I don't have left to come home and this and that. See if that company will still allow you to have those policies and that insurance. Because nine times out out of ten, those those policies and that insurance isn't coming from that uh, that your employer. It's coming from an outsider. So mo- a lot of times that outsider would, except for instance, if you leave the job, they will allow you to continue to carry that insurance with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of us don't know. You yeah. know, you carry that with you, which is very important. Life insurance is very important. That's generational wealth to me. Yeah. Yeah. And in the day, like you said, you're not going to leave your family uh, looking for ways to bury you, things like that. Man, I've seen one of my homeboys, he sent me a... a a GoFundMe because mm-hmm. he was trying to bury his grandmother. I'm like, come on, now. right? No one had life insurance on their the grandmother. She didn't have it herself. Yep. And nobody thought to let me take out a plan. And a lot of times, grandma. Ty, uh, the our elders they do have life insurance policies, but if they become sick, a lot of times the siblings. Don't know where their insurance policy at. Never oh, heard of man. an insurance policy. So it's always important to keep somebody close as a beneficiary. Yeah. As this, as that. And keep that life insurance or that health insurance policy very close to you. Yeah, your most works. important papers. Like you take me. Um, I have my insurance papers sent to my mama's house. You know, but, you know, I have one of my children up there as a beneficiary. You know, and it, and it will always be that way. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that's how I have things set mm-hmm. up where everybody knows, well, OK, if something happened to Angie, my mom is going to say, well, here, here's her life insurance. Mm-hmm. Ty, you're the beneficiary mm-hmm. of her policy. Mm-hmm. And that's how that goes. Yeah. And another thing about life insurance, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've heard about whole life insurance where you actually can take loans out on the money that you've already you put can. in for your life insurance. So say you needed a, a loan for a big purchase and you know your life insurance, you're not expecting to go tomorrow, right? right? But you're still paying that life insurance. After you accumulate a certain amount of money, you can get a loan from yourself instead of the bank. Exactly. You can be smart. your own bank. Very smart. And I've seen multiple people on YouTube talk about this and like I said, I'm not going to get too deep into it because I want to be better versed on it before I get to you guys. But it's something that you can do with a life insurance, depending on which one you have. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you on that all day yep. life insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is simple. So simple that can benefit the next generation if you do it and start it in your lifetime. But go ahead and own a house buy a house everyone needs to live somewhere right Mm -hmm. either you most people either house is paid for because they've been handed down you know the people with generational wealth that's them and then the people that are out here working every day and have mortgages i know a bunch of people that have mortgages right now 
making sure you make it to the end and pay it off. Make sure you pay it off. Once you pay that mortgage off, you have an asset. You have a solid asset under your belt. And of course, it's your house and only other houses will be good too. But I'm just saying something small. Instead of renting, go and get a mortgage and be if you're able to add a little extra money and pay it off earlier, you will have an asset. And if you were to, you know, leave, you know, this earth you will have something to pass down to the next generation because you will have a home and they can either of course sell it get a lump sum of cash which Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with that or they can have somewhere somewhere to keep in the family depending on what type of land you got where is that if it'll be beneficial for the family i understand all of that but at the end of the day having something like a home that's paid off is valuable right it's valuable i know so many people that have like i said their grandparents this house like my co-worker did and um it's so valuable it's, it's they can rent it out if you if you need to or if you want to if you don't need a, a, a extra house you know somebody might have passed away and now you have it mm-hmm. what should you do with it you can rent it out you can sell it if you just want that lump count some and want to break it up between whomever so you don't have to be fussing right like i said there's so many options you can do when you have that type of asset because a home is an asset so that's something that you need Very important. You, need, you need to live somewhere mm-hmm. so it's better to at least try to be working on that mortgage and if you can make it to pay it off because they say a mortgage is made it's called mortgage because you're gonna have it till you die if you can break that curse and have it pay it off before you die you'll have such an asset to hand down to someone wow. i've also seen someone on youtube that said they working on uh uh what's who is it i think it's uh britney budgets with britney thing but um, anyway she said her and her husband are trying to give each of their children a house i was like oh man that's awesome yeah so that's what they working on but that is something to pass down you know that is something all right and the next one angie you, you want to take it yeah um I want to talk a little bit about generational wealth when it comes to businesses. Um, years ago, um, that's what had well, really this is this has inspired me over the years. Years ago, I walked into uh, a store, a little small peanut store um, in an area in a city close by. And when I walked into the store, uh, I noticed that the grandmother the grandfather, the mother, the father, and siblings, the mother and father, children, three children were working in there. And I didn't know it until I looked up at this picture on the wall. I saw all y'all working here. Everyone, everyone, everybody that's standing in here now works in here. That's when the grandfather, the elder one, he spoke up. The rest of them couldn't speak at that time because, we, you know, they were just listening to him. And he said, yes, ma'am, we wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. He said, you, you don't work for the family business. You're, you're not going to get taken care of from the family's money. Mm. And when he said yeah. that, it, I was so impressed. I was like, huh? But I took that home with me and I said to myself, now... 
if they're putting down rules like this in this little small store, which they had other, they had land because I went on to ask them a couple of questions. One son, he was working the farm. He was out shuffling their peanuts, driving the tractor, doing this, doing that. This is what they were doing. And I was, I took all that that he had told me and I was like, why is this man telling me this? But he, I felt like he told me and I have taken that with me over the years. And this been over 20 years ago. I've never forgotten it. You know, I was so impressed that I started opening up my own little spots. Um, trying to have investment has been a little hard, but it still has stuck in my head. Mm. What do I do so I can leave my children something, my grandchildren something? You know, I've always said that if anything happens to me, that my children can still take care of me. These things. And I noticed that when this man was in there working, one would grab the bag. The other one was doing this. The other one was doing that. And they made sure that I had top customer service. And, and I've been going back to that peanut place Every, it seemed like every summer, every winter, I'm steady going back to that same little peanut shop. And what I've noticed, that peanut shop has grown into mm. this big store. It's no longer that little peanut shop. It's a huge store. Yeah. And what I noticed, the mother, the I didn't see the grandfather. I don't see, really see the grandfather and the grandmother anymore. But the mother, father, and the children are still in there. They still, he told me they still send their children to college. And if you don't want to go to college, you're going to work in that store. And, and this is how it goes. Mm. This is how if, if you can't contribute to, to helping the family business out, you don't get taken care of from the family's money. Mm. And he he stressed that, you know, so much. And I said, OK, take this. And that and I learned a lot from that. Another situation was uh, one day I was out doing my ride share, you know, the little company, my ride share. And I had this. Asian or a Chinese guy that got the people that does nails. And uh, he noticed, he was like, um, um, I like your car. I said, thank you. And he was like, I had a car. He said, but my family made me turn my truck back in. He said he had a truck. He said, but my family made me turn it back in. And keep in mind, this man had to be at least in his mid-30s. Mm. In his mid-30s. And I was like, um, he, he said, because we don't make all, make that much money a month. And as I'm pulling, pulling up, I noticed I'm going to this nail shop. I said, so you work here? He said, yeah, but we don't make that much money. He said, all of us in here make the same amount of money. And when he told me, I'm like, you do nails, right? And I know they making a lot of money out of their time. I know yeah. they are. Yeah. And as he was telling me, that's, he, he, said, he said, yeah, but they only pay us. A certain amount a month so we can live and get by with things that we need. He didn't say the things that we want. Mm -hmm. He said, I wanted that truck so bad. He, it was a Jeep. And he said, my family made me turn it back in. Mm -hmm. And when he, when he said that, he was like, we're, we only, only get paid X amount of dollars a month just to survive. The rest of our money goes towards the family to take care of the, our business, our overhead business, and to be put aside in savings. And I'm saying to myself, are these savings your retirement money? Before I could even say that, he said, retirement. He said, you know, retirement. You know how they talk, you know, they got that little talk and all that, you know. But he made it clear and he made very good sense out of it. And I'm saying to myself, here it is. A lot of us are out here 
trying to sheen, shine, mm, do this, mm. do that, do this. Well, we got this culture right here doing certain things. This culture right here doing certain things. And those certain things that they are doing is for the better, better of the overall family. Yeah. Not just for that family in that household or not just for your family. But if we have children coming up, we want our children to be secured, that, financially secured. And, 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 that, and that's how it, it, I was so impressed. Mm. I'm saying to myself, so I had, I've removed myself from certain things in a certain way of living so I can have that financial wealth. I've never said that, but that's. That's why when Ty asked me to do this, I'm like, now do I go ahead on and say what I'm doing, uh, you, you know, to, to the world? But I feel like it needs to be known. I was living a certain type of lifestyle. So I removed myself from that lifestyle because for one, I'm getting older. For two, I want to make sure that my family has something that I can leave behind. Mm. And y'all need to think about that. Y'all really need think, to think about that. Need to think about that. Yep. And I love that. Is that I feel the exact same way. I feel like that this like these conversations need to be had because hey, ain't no sugarcoat it. It is what it is. Black folks need to tighten up. Exactly. You see, you just heard what he said. They have it so that if you aren't contributing other cultures, if you aren't gonna contribute to this family business. You can't. We can't help you. They say, and what? he made it clear you and cannot you, have so the family's telling me money. You, got, you need a job, and I got a business, and you ain't gonna come work for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't got nothing for you. Why? Why aren't we doing the same thing? Why aren't we making sure we? Because I, I know that culture. We're gonna talk about that culture. That culture has it on lock. That culture has the hair salons on lock. Mm-hmm. The the nail salons on lock. And the Chinese food on lock. The beauty supplies. And I, it's admirable. You know, they, they quiet. They don't bother nobody. Mm-hmm. It's admirable. They ain't out here shining on people. Have you nope. ever seen when uh, someone in the uh, Asian community or Korean community out here is trying to shine? No, nah, they, they humble with it. Very they humble. Got, they, they got their business on lock. And, and another thing, Ty. Where I had a salon was right next door to a nail shop. And when I had that salon next door to a nail shop, what you said, they were very humble people. Very humble. They all came to work riding in the same car. It, it, it wasn't a whole bunch of this. The mother came in. They, they, they just handled their business. You never heard a peep out of them. But their business was very, very busy. Successful. Very busy. And they still in business today. And I'm not saying you can't shine, right? I know it's in us sometimes. You know, we are kings and queens, right? I know sometimes we want to shine and we want to floss, right? It's a time and place for that. I'm just saying that when you are coming up, if you can keep, like parents, for example, if you can keep it in your kids' mind that they need to work and make sure they benefit in the family, um, you need to make sure you are putting something back to the family. That's a way to generate that generational wealth for generations and generations and generations. Because that's what they're doing. I mean, exactly. I know the same Asian people in my hometown are the same family as running those uh, Chinese restaurants. The same family. 
when it, when we was I was going to school with uh with one of the guys that worked uh, well that parents owned it and you know he already knew yeah. and yeah we good we good we gonna run that restaurant mm-hmm. and I'm gonna run it too one day he already knew it was coming to him he already was thinking like that's gonna be my restaurant I'm like oh okay because they keep it in the culture and I'm we, right now we're talking about the Asian culture but there's a lot of other cultures that make sure they do that. Yes. That make sure that you going to make sure you provide for the family or do something with the business that we have because they know that it's something that they can put their family name on and we can build on the family. So, that, again, something small that you can do, we can start doing as people and as a family making sure that we support each other Mm -hmm. and build off of each other if i got a business and you know i come up i would hope my sons put in work for me before they go get a nine to five working for someone else exactly that's what you're doing and you saying no i don't want to work for dad i'm gonna go work for whomever this company is when i got a business that you can probably be a boss in or you can come up through and help me out, make help the business expand, like Angie was talking about, mm-hmm. their business expand because at the end of the day, you should be, you know, you're a part of my family. Right. You should help this business be bigger. Yep. And I think you had you got some? Uh yeah, another thing too, when you when you when you're going into a business, um uh, one of the uh, Asian guys told me once before and he, he was very he was the one who who guided me into the, re- the direction of getting the bigger salon. He said to me, him and his wife said to me, when you sign a lease, say for instance, you're going into a building somebody owns most of, most of the time because that's what they do. He said, never sign that lease for two or three years. He said, you sign that lease for 10 plus years. By you doing that, your rent is going to be a whole lot cheaper. Long as you're paying your rent, those 10 years going to add to 20 years, going to add to 30 years. Mm-hmm. And that's how that business get passed down. Because nine times out of 10, the person that's, that comes in, in there the first 10 years, they, they're not going to stay in there. They're moving on to something else to build something else and passing passing it on down to whoever's still uh, in there. Uh, yeah. So. But he also, he, he, he definitely said that to me. He said, never sign a lease for two or three years. He said, sign your lease for 10 plus years. He uh, said, that's where you're, you're seeing your money. And that he, this is what he said. He said, this is how we stay so long. Mm. That's what he said to me. Because mm. mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you are the landlord of whatever the property is, the person that said they're going to stay for 20 years and going to go sign that, hey, I'm with you. Yep. That means I ain't got to find a tenant because I've been there, done that. Right. It's, and the rent is going to be cheaper every time. And yep. he was right. He was right. Yep. Yep. All right. So, I know I said I was going to make y'all subscribe for this one, but we might have to make this one free, Angie. What do you think? I don't know. This is uh, I think you'll make some good money off of it. I give him a taste. We give him a taste okay. of what we talk about. Because again, I do exclusive, and I like to. Most of the time, I like to make it uh, part of the exclusive subscription when people 
come on and talk with me because you can hear me talk all day. I got countless videos of me talking all day, but I really feel like the chemistry be booming when we actually talk together. So one other thing that, of course, I just learned about is investing, investing in stock market. The stock market is a great place to build generational wealth because whenever you buy stocks, um, you are holding assets just like a house you're holding assets and if those assets go up or down at the end of the day if you were to die tomorrow you can pass those assets down to someone a stock portfolio is very important a lot of people during their retirement you know they receive money from stock portfolios like i'm building up a decent retirement portfolio that I'm going to be using in my retirement that brings me income in and when I die when I pass it on if it was bringing me income enough income to be retired it could bring my sons or grand grandchildren in some income if they keep these stocks and I'm talking about dividend stocks Dividend stocks, of course, you can receive income, passive income from dividend stocks. And a lot of times people like to get them in retirement. And not just that, you can open custodial accounts for your children. So I, both of my sons ha have custodial accounts, right? And when I put money into these custodial accounts, it's money that I cannot pull out. That is something that's so important because as parents, I know sometimes we got things and things might pop up. If you're able to pull it out back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, there's a lot of times you might dip into your kid's pot, right? I've seen it. We've done it. You know, my son got a bank upstairs. If I need a 20, I'm going to take that 20 because I don't carry cash and I'm going to put it back, right? But when there's something that's there and you can't take it out, I think the only, uh, this custodial account, I know the, when you heard you can't take it out, it might sound scary, but a custodial account that I have, my kids will get it at the age of maturity, which is 18, and they can pull out from it if it's relating to school, tuition, books, things like that. Other than that, you can't touch that money. I can only put in. Others can actually contribute to their custodial account too. So this is a way to build wealth for them while you're still alive. While you're still alive. Um, I know we've been talking about when you die and things like that, but stocks. Stocks have the ability to generate that generational wealth well before. And of course, if you pick the best stocks that grow, you know, maybe ETFs that are baskets of stocks or just companies like Disney, Apple, companies that you know are going to be around for a while. If you pick them up now and they grow, that too is growth for, you know, the next generation. But of course, you have to be versed in the stock market and learn and educate yourself on the stock market to do some of those things, which is not hard. That's what my channel, uh, my YouTube channel is all about. You can make stock investing as difficult as you need if you want it to be or as easy as you want it to be. You can always hire stock advisors, stock professionals to guide you on your path to generating wealth with the stock market. But it is something that I didn't know about. Like some of the wealthiest people in the world, like Warren Buffett. I know I want 
like Warren Buffett. He, for example, Warren Buffett has a stock portfolio so big that he doesn't need to have a job. He receives so much money from income from stocks that he doesn't need a job. He makes more revenue, passive income from holding his stocks than most people do with their nine to five job, right? And it's because he invested and he knew about the stock market and it's not hard. We can do the same thing. You know, maybe it might take us some time to get there like Warren Buffett, but this is why generational wealth is so important. If picture this, if I, if I die to, if I die with a stock portfolio, that's about $200,000 because I'm, I'm building, of course it's going to get probably higher than that. I'm just using this for a low ball. If I die with a stock portfolio of two, two hundred thousand dollars and this stock portfolio brings me in maybe an annual of fifteen thousand dollars every year just fifteen thousand dollars just for holding my stocks brings me fifteen thousand dollars if my kids are smart they will not sell anything in that portfolio and they will add to it if they add to what i already had next thing you know Whoever holds this stock portfolio will get, maybe they can double it. We'll get thirty to forty thousand dollars just for holding this portfolio. All right, let's say the next generation passes it down. Now, guess what? The family is earning mad money every year, and I'm talking little numbers. I'm, my portfolio is going to be bigger than that, of course, but I'm just talking little numbers. This is what the wealthy people do. This is why families that own shares in companies like the Coca-Cola family, shh, you think they got to work? No, because they own so much share, so many shares of a company that that family is wealthy. When you look at some of the wealthiest people in the world, you're like, why are they wealthy? Of course, they say real estate is one, but stocks and dividends. When you have a large amount of money like that and you your family has been building off, they're not you don't have to sell anything. And you know, the stock market. I could talk about the stocks for days, but we just gonna keep it keep it mild today. Mm-hmm. Um one other thing that I wanted to say, I wanted to talk about it earlier. It it, it ran away from me. And then I guess we um close it out because shoot, we could talk for days about passive income, but Let's see, Angie. You know about the Kardashians, right? Right. You know they're like some of the wealthiest people, right? Right. And if you guys noticed at the beginning, we was like, I know I've always said it because I don't know too much about the Kardashians, but they got money, right? But it's a family of wealth, and I was like, what do they do? <laughs> I was always said that, but they have generational wealth, right? Yep, generational and, wealth. And one thing that they do that I think is, you know, amazing, of course, the TV show and, you know, everybody loves Kim and them. But each one of those females, each one of those women that I've seen, they start a business. Exactly. They start something. And and why do they why can they start a business? Because they their family has generational wealth. Which allows them to have a certain amount of free time. And with that free time, they still going to make money. So they have the ability to be creative. 
to go out there and reach you know have dreams and be creative and be creative in how they want to make money because their family has generational wealth they have the 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 flexibility to do whatever they want to do as a business mm-hmm. you know they got makeup lines yep. they got they got their boutiques lines. they got the clothing stores they got a you killer know, following uh, kim just came out with her um underclothes like her, her her the panties and the and the tights the spandex pieces mm-hmm. and they are beautiful they are beautiful her pieces are beautiful i'm gonna be honest they are really unique and beautiful but I think it's called skin, skins or skims or something like that. But look it up. But she, uh, they, 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 from from what I've seen over the years, they keep growing. They keep growing because I remember their very first boutique, and that was about 10, 15 years ago. And when I saw them girls putting up a boutique, I said, I want to do the same thing. Mm, they inspire people. Right. They inspire. They had that generational wealth to support their back a little bit to support them and they kept growing from there. Growing from there. Growing and growing. And that's something too. You have to teach now. You're talking about generational wealth and passing down something. Make sure we have to make sure that our children know what to do with that. Right. Like you just said, those girls are smart. You know, they might be they pretty girls, yes. and you know you might see them at, for other reasons. And right. <laughs> it, but at the end of the day, they knew what to do. With exactly. It. Exactly. And they keep wealth in the family. Yes. And, and I was going to say they, that's why I said they keep on going and they keeping it right there, right there. I, and I feel like even with the people they date, like how you were saying that that, that they got certain rules mm-hmm. and stuff. I can I can already say yeah. that that family, you, you that ain't a family you just gonna be up in exactly. And that mother Chris, she gonna handle her business. <laughs> so, I don't fault her. So yeah, you have to make sure you if you are gonna pass generational generational wealth down, you have to make sure that the people receiving it are prepared to receive it. You know. Sure. Um, that's true. I like that one time. Because, I really like that. Because you can somebody can leave you like one somebody we know. Somebody can leave you um a farm, cows, land, but if you don't know how to get out there and work it, if you don't know how to go out there and be a landlord, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to go out there and, you know, maintain that generational wealth, you're gonna lose it. Right. When you when when you, that person that passed it down go, if nobody taught the generation before it how to get it and maintain it, right, you're destined to lose it. Right, destined to lose it. So if you start a business, you know you got the best mechanic business around, but if you don't have no one that's gonna take up your business out, your business probably go away. It might mm-hmm. make your family some money, but you know. You would the goal is to keep growing each generation and make whatever your legacy was bigger. Mm-hmm. Keep you that know? keep that legacy golden. Keep you it golden. Got to. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna wrap this up because again we could talk all night. Yes, well, this is a good one, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you being here with us, Andy. No problem. No I'm problem. Pretty sure Anytime. We're be more with you. Anytime.
All right, so we're going to wrap up the money talks. And again, we're going to make this one. I guess we go ahead and make it free. But make sure you guys consider subscribing and becoming members and followers of the podcast. We got talks like this all the time. And we got plenty more. Plenty more because I'm going to be growing this. I'm a, I, I plan on doing interviews with a lot of other people. But um, right now, we still have so much to cover. It's so much that needs to be said. People need to hear about. People need to be talking about. And generational wealth is definitely one of those things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate y'all checking us out. I'm going to say peace. Peace, y'all.